0: See, We will begin making America great again, again.
1: Thank you and be sure to vote Republican this year. This ad was paid for and authorized by Muser for Congress.
2: Dell Technologies wants to celebrate all your hard work with these Small Business Month specials. Get great
3: value offers on powerful laptops, desktops, and servers with Windows 11 Pro starting at $499 plus top monitors and docks, all with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. It's the perfect time to upgrade so you and your team can stay secure from anywhere. Call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL to refresh your business tech with these Small Business Month specials. Dell recommends Windows 11 Pro for business.
4: CBS News Special Report. A windswept wildfire has torn through the exclusive community of Laguna Nidgal, south of L.A. Orange County Fire Chief Brian Fennessy:
0: We're looking at, at probably a minimum of 20 20 structures, either lost or, or
4: partially destroyed. Some of them are multi-million dollar mansions overlooking the Pacific. This woman is among the evacuees. Every
5: other house is on fire on one side of the street, and then it jumped across the
0: street and started burning other houses. No
4: reports of injuries. Meteorologist Craig Allen with our affiliate WCBS.
6: This fire is being fueled by the fact that there are strong, gusty winds blowing throughout California right now and very dry conditions and absolutely no sign of rain coming along over the next couple of days.
4: Southern California Edison has sent a notice to California Public Utilities reporting circuit activity detected near the time and place where the fire started. CBS News Special Report. I'm Deborah Rodriguez.
7: News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. And
4: welcome on board, On The Mark. (laughs) I told Mark I would remain quiet while he did the car. (laughs) Did you not just say that? I? You really yeah, did? well, I lie. You know, I've been accused of that. Right, right. Yeah, you and your Dropbox
3: issue. I saw a bunch of Republicans in hot Waterford illegally using drop boxes. Hey, the Democrats showed us how to do it. It's the boogeyman of the Republican Party. I you love know, that. If,
4: if they're bad for one party, they're bad for another. Right, Let's no argument it. there well, get rid well, of them. Ripe for frogs. It is. It is. Let's, Let's is get, get rid of, of them. Go oh, back all to right. voting in person on election day at the polls with identification.
3: Mm, that's a terrible idea. Should never turn back the hands of time. That's the way we've
4: run it for 250, 60 years in this country. (laughs) And then what? Now, look, it's
3: falling apart. All right. On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Do as I've done. Go to sunburymotors.com. Pick out your next vehicle. I've picked out four trucks now for the future. One is the Ford F-150 Lightning truck that uh, Joe's going to be driving shortly. It's that slate blue color with the black leather interior. It's got two sunroofs, and one is for the front, and one is for the back, and it has an eight-foot bed. I have no idea why I checked that off, but now you're going to be able to haul full-size sheets of plywood with the
4: bed closed. Are you going to get a tonneau cover or a cap? I'm still mulling over, carrying the, the plywood around. That's more expensive than the vehicle. Right, these yeah, it is. Sixty bucks a sheet. You can handle that, though. You're, you're rich. So anyway, okay. What did so you call me? A glonk zillionaire? A
3: glonk zillionaire. That's what you are, yeah. But it's all good. It's not an insult. It's a compliment for your wise investments of all the good. Could glos- be worse.
4: You might be calling me an egghead. Well, you are
3: one of those, too, <laughs> but that's another issue. Anyway, all right, so that's at the Sunbury Motor Company. That's just one of the trucks they ordered. Another one was the new Ford Maverick, which got a very high rating from Consumer Reports magazine. It's a genuine small vehicle. I believe the bed's four and a half feet, but still has the outlet in the back and the tie-down clips, and you put the tail down, then you're down to almost a six-foot bed there. And, of course, it's got towing capacity. Gorgeous small truck. If you remember when the Rangers came back uh, in the, let's see, Late, late 1980s. This is styled after that, only with all the safety equipment. Rides like a car. It's based on the escape platform, but it's a small pickup truck, and it is just uh, just a super truck. So those are the two of the trucks that I ordered. Another one is an excursion that'll be here in the weeks ahead. That's for me. I'm going to get a lift kit put on that. We're going to do some mountain climbing out at the AOAA. And the last truck that we ordered is uh, the Explorer Hybrid. So we're going to try to save a couple gallons of gasoline on that one. So you can do as I've done, pick out some vehicles. Please (laughs) do not... (laughs) order them uh, and put down tens of thousands of dollars if I did of uh, what we call them Joe McGranahan glazillion bucks but it is an opportunity to see what's available they do have some F-150s on the lot actually because uh, they had a truck come in so there are some vehicles on the lot a variety of those so check them out Sunbury Motors great place to check out great vehicles Ford Hyundai and Kia new vehicles got pre-owned vehicles and uh, they would just love to super serve you as they have done for many Many, 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 many people over the years. So they would love to help you out. Sunbury Motors, SunburyMotors.com. All right, they are our sponsor. Our toll-free line open. Call us one 9565 Our telephone number. Look up, and all the phones all are
4: three of the four look. lines are ringing or on hold.
3: <laughs> all right. Well, then I'll just be very brief here. Email us at OnTheMarketWKOK.com and text us at seven zero two three six. Include the keyword OTM. Joe, what is the phrase that we echo through the microphone right now. Uh, you're on the mark.
4: Good morning. What's on Stan's mind? <laughs> no, I don't care what's on Stan's mind. <laughs> I think you do. I'm well, about to find out, though. You, you might be scared what's on my mind. I might be. Uh. <laughs> Terrified, perhaps.
0: <laughs> uh, yesterday, I made a trip up into Connecticut. And gas prices up in Connecticut are 4 dollars nineteen nine. How can Connecticut have gas prices 40 cents lower than we do here in PA. Okay. I'm assuming it's because of the state gas tax. the best I can do because at one time uh Connecticut had seriously high taxes and there were always higher prices up there than we were. But now it seems to be the opposite. I I, I just put throwing that out there, you know, it's, if it if it wasn't so far you could go get gas there and save some money, but <laughs> that well that won't happen. But uh yeah. So, and and the other thing, I got, I got a question. I don't have the problem because I don't have any little ones. This baby formula shortage that we seem to be experiencing in this country—that's what I've heard. I think Biden gave a speech about something long as, and he went off on the deep end and screamed about how this could be happening in America. America, Yesterday, I, I seen a clip. I think that's what he was talking about, but I not
6: 100% sure. Uh,
3: yeah, it's yeah, it's it's, it's real store shelves got empty uh, for I don't know what the supply chain issue is. Of course hysteria is always the the latter part of that kind of thing, so people <laughs> stock up. But there are some women well, or families who say they can't get it now in, even though they need it. So that's a dilemma.
0: Well, well, if you if you have a small infant and you that's the only way you could feed that infant, hysteria would set in if you couldn't find it. Although I did see something online. And evidently, in the 60s, when a mother came out of the hospital, the doctors would give them a a formula to mix up using readily available ingredients. I think one was evaporated milk, water, and something. Now, a few other ingredients to put in it to make a batch of baby formula for the little one. Hmm. But I'm beginning to think that maybe that's why the the left is so adamant about abortion. You know, we don't have the baby formula to feed them, so, you know, we can't have the babies born. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Okay. Could that be a reason? No,
3: I doubt it. Nice try,
4: though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I'd throw that one out there. Well, you yeah, know, I mean, because...
4: let's face it, it's all Putin's fault. Everything, Joe Biden, had nothing yeah. to do with anything. It's all Putin. It's all somebody else. The buck does not stop at Joe Biden's desk, ever.
0: You know, I, I, that's, that's another thing. I don't understand... How this man can sit down there in Washington and say nothing, he is responsible for absolutely nothing. It's everyone else's fault. It's Trump's fault. It's Putin's fault. It's the war in Ukraine's fault. But when Trump was in, everything was his fault. That's true. Can't figure that out.
3: Well, did he take responsibility <laughs> the other day when he said that uh, working on inflation is the, his highest domestic priority? So he's saying that. In fact, we still have that cut. That's the uh, ultra oh, oh. ultra mega cut. But in any event, oh. <laughs> is that taking responsibility when you recognize? Okay, so now you're the president, and now you have to fix this, as uh, Kevin would say.
4: And one of our emailers uh, on your comments says the Connecticut governor Lamont cut. The state gas tax, which dropped their rates about twenty-five cents a gallon.
0: Okay, All right. well, I, I didn't know. I mean, I don't think like I travel to Connecticut every day <laughs> and pay attention to Connecticut politics. But uh, so he did. He took the taxes away. Now I'm sure that's just a short-term fix, right? So twenty-five cents, though, that would still make it a little cheaper than it's around here if they put the full twenty-five cents back on, mm-hmm. because we're up to two two forty-nine, two fifty-nine in certain spots. I've seen it above above 260 in certain spots so up in the Poconos, it was up in the Poconos yesterday and yeah it was 260 something a gallon so that's, that's what I'm saying but 260, as as at, to... 260 a yeah. gallon in the Poconos? Well, I'm sorry I wish it was 260, no 460, 460.
4: sorry that was a mistake we'd all be heading to the po- Poconos po- wouldn't we? <laughs> I was headed there I was when? already halfway out the door when was it 260? <laughs> during the Trump Last administration year? Right.
3: Oh, at the beginning of the Trump, okay I hope yeah. you guys are right. or You're probably just lying about that.
0: So, so Mark, you 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 asked the question because Biden says that you know cutting inflation is his highest priority. If he's taking responsibility, no, he's just saying that inflation is high and he needs and it needs to be <laughs> come down. He's not taking responsibility that he has a lot to do with it with his failed policies. Gotcha. Yeah, you know, there's a difference. Gotcha. So, but yeah, always remember no. everything's Trump's fault, even now. And nothing's Biden's fault.. Well, in all That's honesty, what we get out of the news media and
4: from Biden. In all honesty, Trump wasn't very introspective when it came to his problems either. He liked to blame them on somebody else as well. Well, I guess we all do like to do that for certain things. but
0: right. uh, you know but I, but even when Trump was in, the news media said everything was Trump's fault. When Biden's in, the news media still says everything's
4: Trump's fault. No, oh, no, I think we look switched at the border and all that. No, Remember, we, we switched to Putin. The border
0: is a mess because Trump left it a mess,
4: right? That's uh, according to Alejandro Mayorkas, who probably has his head stuck so far in the sand he can't tell which sides <laughs> up. I think it's
0: stuck someplace else, but we won't go there. Well, that's uh, what I thought. No, too, it wasn't but I just was him.
4: Say <laughs> somebody
0: Biden, said yesterday that chicken, it was Biden and his press secretary.
3: Somebody said yesterday the chicken and poultry prices are up because of avian flu. Is that true?
0: I, I would think that has something to do with it because they're killing millions of birds. Is that, uh, that has, fault? Yeah, that and eggs. Have you looked at egg prices? <laughs> no, that's
3: Donald Trump's fault. It's he, Donald he Trump's kills fault, chickens okay. he, he had chicken last week, and that shot up the price.
0: Yeah, no, I bought chicken, and it was it was on sale at Giant last week. But uh, but yeah, no, the egg <laughs> prices. If you look at the egg prices, they're just you know they just almost doubled from what they were. It's it's getting ridiculous, but. They're killing the birds, so without the birds, you can't have the eggs or the meat.
4: Well, to modify that age-old question, what costs more, the chicken or the egg? I don't think that's the question. I think this is, uh, okay. Right now, it's both. <laughs> Checking some gas prices. You can pay
3: $2.35 a gallon out in Beavertown if you want to drive out there. That might be worth it. 2 35 Yeah, if you're half two, empty. 2
0: 35?
3: Yeah, if you're empty. If you, if you need uh, 10 gallons or more, it would be worth driving all the way out there to it. Yeah, it's
0: listed no, as... no, wait a minute. I, I did get gas two weeks ago at Giant for $0.15 cents a gallon.
3: Oh well, that's another you know. topic. See, that's because you got savings.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. <laughs> Boy, you saved a lot of money. How well, you did you? Really did. It's how Ten did cents you... a gallon. You must have been racking up a lot of. Uh, that's a lot four dollars of-
3: in savings. How did you do that?
4: Four I was over four dollars in savings. I, I play their game. They I play limit, their game, Mark. They limit okay. their uh, their purchase now to twenty five oh, gallons because people used to bring their car oh, in. We got to go. And they used we're, to bring in extra, like there's nobody waiting. Yeah, I forgot. People I'm waiting. sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Stan. And I got all cars twenty five. Like, Have a good one. Tom, Thank thanks. you. Tom's
3: not going to be happy about yeah, this. Yeah, Tom. Sorry about that. I lost track of time. That's yeah, I know you're sorry, but it's going to happen every time. But <laughs> well, my, that's true. Excellent point. Okay, dear. That's <laughs> what my wife says.
5: I wanted to straighten you guys out yesterday. You made it a point at the end of the show to say that that the Republicans would never raise taxes on the working people and they would and that they weren't going to get rid of Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid. Well, if you ever watch the news, Governor or Senator Rick Scott, who used to be the governor of Florida, that is exactly his plan. His plan is to raise taxes on working people and to phase out Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. It's his plan. You can look it up on the internet. Look up Governor, or look up Senator Scott's plan. That is his plan.
4: And replace it with nothing. Well, I, I don't, don't
5: try to switch around to try to switch and try to put this saying, on me. Just I'm just telling, telling you what his that. plan is. Yeah. I don't care what you say. No one that is was planning his, that. That was his plan
4: was his plan. And that's a fact. When, when not, was it his plan? It's not made
5: up, it's a fact.
4: When was it his plan? You said it was his plan. What Look it, it up. Look it up. Look up Senator Senator Scott, Rick Scott from Florida.
5: Look up his plan.
4: His plan. Okay, it's so been all
5: over the news. It's been all over the news. Now, Mitch McConnell says, no, that's never going to happen. We're not going to do that. That's what Mitch McConnell says. But, you want to believe anything Mitch McConnell says? I don't think so. I don't. <laughs> so you guys yesterday, you you said something that is, as usual, is way not true. <laughs> it's out there. It's been out there a long time. He's been on the news shows. He's been he's been questioned about it on the news shows on Sunday. It's been all over out there, and you guys seem to not know anything about it. It's par for the course.
4: Okay, now has has anybody else signed on to this proposal? Hasn't been know. introduced as a bill in the House of Representatives. But you said it was Senate? never
5: going to happen. That and it, it, won't. It, it that it's not even an idea. It is an idea.
4: Bernie Sanders. Look is a, up. Bernie Sanders is a far out left wing kook. He proposes a lot of stuff that the majority of common sense Democrats are never going to enact. So there could be outliers on the True. Republican side too who propose bizarre stuff that is never going to go anywhere. Well, you
5: said it. You said it was never, never, in I it was never in the and in the, in the, the Republicans would never do it. You, don't, you don't know that, that they
4: never would do it. it.
5: Was it's a it's it's a proposal that's out there. Well, there are Joe,
4: proposals from Joe uh, What's his name? Uh, Bernie Sanders has a proposal to eliminate all college debt. That isn't going to happen either. Joe just either.
3: accidentally used the phrase common-sense Democrats, so that's going to make the highlight There are common-sense Democrats. <laughs> right. Unfortunately, they're in Berwick, so not in Washington. Anyway. Uh, I'll remind
5: you again that Joe Biden is only the president of the United States. He is not the president of Italy. He's not the president of France, Spain, Or any other country, and they all have, and they all have inflation, very high inflation. Every one of them, and he's
3: not the president
5: of any of them.
3: Right. Well, it's a global issue. It's not just the U.S. Everybody knows that. Well,
5: you guys don't seem to understand that when you get on here and well, you get on here and these radicals, these right-wing radicals that call your show every day. Yeah, but and they bring this stuff president, up and then you guys go right along with as it. As opposed never to the left wing
4: radicals who call our show every day. But President Biden can't do things You've got to a impact. bunch of right wing
5: radicals. Tom. Most of the people Tom. that call this show are right wing radicals, Tom. that's a fact.
4: How Tom. do you describe yourself, Tom, just out of curiosity? <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> Me, I'm 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 a common sense person. Okay. You're not a left wing radical.
5: No, I'm not. Absolutely not.
4: Tom, do you think the President I
5: don't I don't think that they should pay <laughs>
3: Tom, now just listen for a minute. It's amazing how smart you are since you never listen. Do you think it's possible for President Biden to impact inflation? We went through a whole show here where we distilled down about three quarters of the things in the world that he can impact, but 25% of them that he has, none of which he's enacted. So, what's your view, your empirical view, scientific fact? What can President Biden do about inflation? We understand he can't control it in Italy, but in the US, answer this question. What can President Biden do about inflation? Go ahead.
5: Well, I, I don't I, I don't know what he can uh, do. I, I, gotcha. yeah, I mean, when you got you. That's a pretty
3: good answer. When
5: you got people, when you got uh, corporate leaders saying that they're that, that they're they're very happy with the with the uh with, very happy with all these profits that they're making, they're making all these record profits they're making, and then they take the money and turn around and buy their stock back so they can work more money, maybe they should break that up. Do
1: you think well, that, that anything that's this, happening with the U.S. southern border... Maybe there should be border. this
5: excess profit tax. When you make a certain amount of money over you, you got to give it back. Maybe they should do that.
3: All right. Do you Because you think this is anything, ridiculous what's going on. Tom, do you think what President Biden is doing to the U.S. southern border is inflationary?
5: I don't know whether it's okay. inflationary do, or not. Well, I think he it is. I think he should stop it. I don't like what's going on down there. It Fair is. I don't like it. what's going on
3: down there. What about the worker shortage? Do you think there's anything at all whatsoever the president can do about that? And that it's inflationary.
5: Well, the, the uh people the people that uh hire people could do something right. about it. Pay it them better. He can.
3: Uh, what about the trucking issue in the US? We don't have enough truckers. Do you think there's anything the president can do about that? It's highly inflationary.
5: I don't know what it could do about it, though, no, because I mean people are tired of being truck drivers. You gotta be a home you got to be on the road away from your family all the time.
3: What about gasoline prices or anything that President Kanner has done that relates to gasoline oh, prices? Sl- I don't know 1, what he could. Gallon, I don't think it, what, what he could March do. I
5: mean, they have 9,000 9, leases that they're not doing anything with.
4: Oh, that's a lot. Let him get
5: out. Let him get out there and start. Start drilling. You're repeating
4: okay. a lot. I mean, Tom. he is
5: doing. He is doing something as far as getting us off of gas and oil. He's pushing <laughs> he's for electric it, right. vehicles and right. solar and. Those kinds Of things so that, that <laughs> of the
4: 92 things that could Listen, be done, he's doing that. So good for you. But, you know, you're right about he's not the president of Italy, and though other countries do have inflation. But let's be honest about that. What happened? I know you're not old enough to remember, Tom, 1929. What happened when the American stock market crashed? It set off a worldwide recession. If America had f- sound fiscal policies, the inflationary issue in our country and other countries would not be as great as it is.
3: Oops, i got to push the button again. All right, go ahead
5: well the first the first thing I've said it before this stock market is not the economy
3: <laughs> I get rid of and the this stock, stock
5: market. market is way out of control, way out of control all
1: right. okay. there's
5: too many people, there's too, too few people making all, a lot of money off of that, and it needs to stop they need to they, need to they need to rain in wall street that's where it Joe needs got to be rained in big <laughs> time. Either that or get rid of it because right, thank it you. is Thanks destroying this thank country. You.
3: Thank you Tom. very much, Tom. Really appreciate the call. Great answers, all. Much appreciated. All right. The question that we're asking is, what can President Biden Man, do we're not. to we're solve not easy, inflation? Yet,
2: but... Fix it. <laughs> when I wake up tomorrow morning, it better be fixed.
3: <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Fix thank you. Kevin's been working on that. All right. We're going to take a quickie break, Mike. Please hold on. We'll, we'll do this asap. Right back, we'll be right back.
2: If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf.
8: Clowns to the left of me,
1: jokers to the right, here I am. Stuck
4: in the middle with you. Ooh, I love it. Stuck in, stuck in the middle. Right. I don't think whether Mike's in the middle or not. Are you in the mi- middle, Mike?
3: Mike is a common <laughs>
4: sense moderate.
1: I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I am in the middle. Uh, at least I'm willing to talk about it. <laughs>
4: okay, far away. Anyway,
1: uh, two quick comments. You know, Bernie Sanders has been saying the same thing for 50 years, and a lot of the things that people thought were far out get pretty good ratings now in polls. So that's one comment that I have. Rick Scott is the chairman of the Republican reelection Committee of some sort. And he did put out something saying he wanted to tax people and get rid of Social Security. That, that's been out there for months now. But what I, what I really called is um, I went to the meeting last night about the Encina plant, and uh, it was okay. I was a little disappointed because there was no Q&A, um, so it's hard to get some information. I did I did manage to speak to Dave Rosser, I believe. he's Yeah,
3: Dave. I think he just says Rosser.
1: Okay, he's the chief executive officer, and um, um, and I also got a chance to finally uh, meet and have a very brief discussion with Senator Gordner over um, what I call uh, corporate welfare and uh, acid mine drainage in the Susquehanna River. I hope he contacts me and we can follow up on that conversation. Um, but I was hoping that there'd be a presentation and then there'd be a chance for people to ask questions. I did ask him about was was and it going to be receiving any taxpayer assistance either before doing or after. I actually support their concept of circular recycling. I think that's a good idea that should be done by more companies. Um, but I had questions about their salaries. I had questions about what they would emit And I never got a chance to do any of that. So it was okay, but I I think they could have done a, a better job of presenting themselves to the community
3: all right cool. yeah we had a reporter there did ask some questions and we have a long story posted at com. but I'm not sure you'd pick up much else from it it sounds like you got covered you know most of the bases covered that we covered but uh, yeah lots of folks have unanswered questions about the environment and its impact on the river temperatures of the discharged water and what will be released into the air so uh yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on it seven hundred fifty construction jobs that's a huge bump in construction jobs that's like four pipelines around here. So that's gonna be big. They are estimating that's so how many folks they have. I believe um, well, scratch that. Hundreds of full time jobs when the business is done. I don't remember what that number is, so I won't speculate.
6: Yeah. All that's good. Three hundred they is said.
3: A, oh okay. Up right. up to three hundred. Up to three
1: hundred. So that could be one. <laughs> Up to two hundred ninety nine, three hundred. So, but that's that's why you need a question and answer period, you know, because a lot of the things on there, because uh, I I've, I submitted some questions to them in advance, and their answers are, you know, they're a little gray, and you want to get down to, to some specifics, but it's hard to do that when um, the presentation they gave last night was so, I don't know, it just wasn't focused. It really wasn't focused. So, uh, uh, I hope they do it again do something a little bit better um again i support that circular recycling concept uh, i hope to talk to senator gordner again i got finally got a chance to kind of you know introduce myself to him our conversation was brief but um uh you know i'd like to follow up on that too but uh Anyway, have a great day, gentlemen. Hey, thank, thank you so you, much Mike. for calling.
3: Yeah, we gave him our card, so hopefully Mr. Rosser will make himself available to come on On the Mark, or Sunrise we will get some some of these. Uh, that was a common theme to come out of the open house yesterday, is I have unanswered questions. So uh, a lot of folks. But I think part of it, too, if you're a business person with a billion dollars on the line, you don't want to overpromise. You've you got a lot of hoops to go through to get it. Well,
4: isn't recycling plastic done? a laudable thing to do? Uh, you're an environmentalist. Isn't it better than throwing it in landfills? It's uh, yeah, reusing plastic certainly is
3: noteworthy. I just have I don't I don't quite get it. I you know I'm not quite sure where where the profit is here. But again, I'm not a business person, and we certainly envy well, who would think or it would uh, be profitable? applaud them for doing what they're doing.
4: Who would think it would be profitable based on the price of scrap to tear down an old power plant? <laughs>
3: Yet it was well, yes, right. Well, metals worth a lot of money. So, yeah, to be continued. I just, I, I just think I, I have unanswered questions. And my, my skeptical nature is in. You think it's
4: going to be bad for the environment, it's full, right? It's I, be I don't evil. have any thoughts about it. I don't have any. I that's don't have any evil, answers. Evil, right? Well, that's what you say. No, I don't think it is. I, I think it's a good idea.
3: One of our listeners sent us the recipe for homemade formula: evaporated milk, one can, thirteen ounces. Enough water to make a quart, and. Caro, which is corn syrup in a bottle, two tablespoons full. So that you can make your own formula, Joe, if during this formula shortage, of course now we're gonna run out of evaporated milk. milk right. When's the last or time Karo you bought syrup. some of that? This is WK, okay, Sunbury.
7: Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan.
3: Greetings. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Joe is here. Mr. Kevin Hurst on the other side of the glass. Much appreciated on the Mark. Sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Call us now. We're talking a little bit about what President Biden could or could not do about inflation and we also talked about caro syrup being corn syrup and what can you do with that and you put it in baby formula that you make at home. A little bit about the a baby formula shortage as well. So, uh, yeah, what's your view on these topics or other ones? Call us, 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. You can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Turns out we got six texts. Our uh, text uh, device suddenly burst with a bunch of messages. So uh, we'll get to those ASAP and read those messages uh, that some folks uh, sent to us very shortly. Let's do headlines. Seelands Grove Area School District Superintendent says there was an issue on one of the district buses, but not saying much else out about it. He said a student was in need of medical care Wednesday afternoon. State troopers and emergency crews were dispatched to a stabbing on a bus. It happened just uh, on Park Road, just off Routes 11 and 15. Social media reports consistently called it a stabbing with a pencil, and no other details being released from the school district or state police. We told you a little bit about that open house yesterday with the encina company what exactly will they do
9: so what we're doing is taking post-consumer
1: scrap plastics that oftentimes end up in landfills or incineration or in the
5: environment and we put them through our proprietary process to make base feedstock that can be then made into food products
3: Dave are talking about the $1 billion company, 750 construction jobs, 300 full-time jobs, well-paying jobs in the years ahead. Encina uses plastic to turn it into a more usable function. is based in Texas. A wide range of dignitaries, elected leaders were there as well. WHTM was first to report yesterday that Jake Corman's dropping out of the Republican race for governor of Pennsylvania for a second time. He's part of this plan to coalesce around one. One particular candidate, and that individual, is Lou Barletta, who Corman will endorse today. The news comes amid reports that Republicans are concerned uh, that Doug Mastriano might be unelectable in the fall. Undeterred, uh, WHTM spoke with Doug Mastriano about all of this, and he said, quote, It helps us. In the end, it confirms so many people's suspicions that there is a political establishment that tries to pick winners and losers. Sadly, in the Republican establishment, they tend to pick losers. Unquote.
4: Of course, he obviously hasn't looked at the state senate and the state house, which is predominantly Republican. Well, <laughs> well, maybe he
3: means nowadays or, or ultra left in, or ultra right individuals. And it, he's comes in, about. And it
4: comes from an area where it's hard for a Democrat to be elected to anything.
3: All right. Uh, on April 12th, Corman had filed to withdraw from the race after poll numbers show him with single digit support. Hours lady, he, hours later, he withdrew that petition after former President Donald Trump encouraged him to stay in the race. Political insiders says the goal was to save that endorsement and his relevance for later. How about that? You're a state senator for 20 years. Got to save my relevance. <laughs> you suddenly become irrelevant after one quick petition is filed. All right. Of course, the boogeyman of Republicans these days is drop boxes and mules. Well, it turns out that's exactly what Republicans were doing. The fallout from the discovery of potential GOP ballot harvesting in South Philadelphia continued Tuesday as two state Republican Party staffers lost their jobs. Republican Party officials fired Seamus O'Donnell and C.J. Parker, both of whom had been affiliated with the Republican Registration Coalition, the political action committee behind the South Philadelphia mail ballot operation, according to four party sources. Uh, The Inquirer says the determination stems from a Philadelphia Inquirer story last week that raised questions about the PAC's work registering people in South Philadelphia using the same address or box office for all of those individuals who are registered, then hand-delivering their ballots to drop boxes, the the boogie boxes that do exist or did exist in the Philadelphia area. I like that, boogie boxes. <laughs> it right. sounds
4: like a place where you go to dance.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot more fun, if you call them that. Uh, dozens of Republican mail ballots were dropped off by the organization for the May 17th uh, primary and uh, came from that P.O. box, according to the Inquirer. Fab- fascinating
4: story. Just as hard to follow. They do they use that New York Times. Well, let's hope the Inquirer is just as aggressive in reporting the Democrats' harvesting efforts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably if it's happened, they probably reported and on really, it. Really, it brings up the whole idea of this election integrity. We need to go back to voting on Election Day in a Poll with proper identification. Hit the reset button. All right. Well, maybe that's a good idea. Okay. Uh, some more brief Ooh, news. Can I write that down? You agreed with me.
3: Well, you know, I think uh, I don't know that we never exactly have to go back to that ever, but we can certainly repeal every law that we have that isn't just a normal election law, have some new mail in safe laws in place, ban. Uh, Drop boxes, if they're not working out. I know they use them in Philadelphia and Lancaster, but, you know, we don't use them around here, and somehow we
4: seem to get our... I mailed my ballot this morning. I voted. I already mailed in my ballot. I'm going to the polls on Election Day, and I'm going to present my identification, and I'm going to cast my vote.
3: That's weird. (laughs) (laughs) My lovely bride and I filled out our ballots last night, so we're good to go. Did you
4: discuss it? Did you each vote the same? We did discuss it. Uh, I don't
3: know if we voted exactly the same. Probably there weren't that many Democrats on the ballot. You mean you
4: didn't have to clear it with your wife before you vote? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: if she wants me to vote for somebody, she'll tell me. But she did not say so. But she knew that we're, sort of where we were headed on these uh, primaries. So I mailed mine this morning, and she'll mail hers today. Governor Tom Wolf says, "Hey, I'm still pushing my plan to give free money to people."
1: Speaking in southeastern PA, Governor Tom Wolf touted a part of his plan, which calls for using 204 million dollars in ARPA funding for the property tax rent rebate. Program program.
2: I want to double the rebate of every participant in the program. This is one way we can help take some of the financial pressure off older adults on a fixed income. The best part is we can do it using federal dollars that are just sitting there in Pennsylvania's bank account.
1: The governor says if the state doesn't spend the money, it will go back to the federal government at the end of 2024 if his property tax rent rebate proposal is approved, Wolf says an estimated 466,000 Pennsylvanians would receive an additional average rebate of
4: $475.
1: Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Do
4: you think the governor has any idea of where this federal money comes from that he's so happy to use to pay off people? It comes br- from for taxpayers. The, for the bread and circuses, <laughs> yeah, but it's already borrowed. It's not this... borrowed. It was given for economic development and to ca- recover from the pandemic. too so, where do you think Uncle Sam got it from us? They did not. They it's got it from, borrowed well, from our grandchildren. It. All right. Well, they printed it. Come on now. It's coming
3: from the taxpayers. Work with us here. <laughs> All right. Finally, Sarah, now we told you about the gubernatorial race coalescing around Lou Barletta. Several prominent conservative groups are getting behind the U.S. Senate candidate. Who did we talk about yesterday? Doctor Oz. And no, Kathy Barnett. Oh. No, uh, Doctor Oz is viewed as unelectable. Believe no, it or not, he's not. Unelectable. I'm surprised. He's I, I'm eminently surprised. Eminently electable. Uh, I think you might be right. But anyway, uh, anyway, they're backing candidate Kathy Barnett as an alternative to Momet Oz, the celebrity heart surgeon who's been endorsed by Donald Trump. The anti-tax group Club for Growth endorsed Barnett Wednesday and encouraged other individuals to do the same and to shift their TV ads around her. That follows the anti-abortion Susan B. Anthony list of decisions Tuesday that backs Barnett over Oz as well. So she's being talked about more, which is kind of funny. We, did, we mentioned that yesterday. All right, 1 800 795 9565. Lance, we wanted to get a lot of conversation starters in the headlines, so thanks for your patience. I know you were on speaker. Go right ahead. You're on the mark.
8: Okay. Why? I will start out there with my uh, Senate candidate, of course, uh, Ms. Barnett. Um, It seems like everyone seems to think that us, uh, what, gun coat and rednecks are, well, what? Racist, misogynists, and ludites, I guess? And if you look at Stan and I, you know, well, we'd be poster childs for it, right?
4: Right, because you, you realize have... who the ludites were, don't you? They broke machines because they were afraid to advance technology. Right. Right. Okay. Breaking you breaking machines up. down there, Lance? No, 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 but okay. here's, here's
8: what I'm saying is, uh, first off, both of us are going to be. Uh, voting for Kathy uh, Barnett. And she is, of course, a black woman. right? And so about the uh, breaking machines, why well, Stan, you know, looks to the future. He has uh, sold for his electric supply and I have wind. So, you know, that kind of blows that out the window, doesn't it?
4: Well, you, oh, you guys... Literally not- and figuratively, Stan.
8: Or Lance. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. It does, really. Uh, Now, the baby formula, that's largely due, I think, to the uh, largest contributor to the uh, Democratic Party. Uh, Of course, the trial attorneys are putting together a lawsuit against the people who have cow's milk-based baby formula. Somehow they say that it causes a very, very uncommon uh, intestinal disease in infants. I guess they're going to uh, try to bring a, what do they call it, anyway, a big lawsuit against them. So that could possibly have something on that.
3: Well, that's not what's causing the shortage now. That may impact Mm -hmm. it you know, the uh, issue in the future. They're saying now it's supply chain, uh, something to do with inflation. I'm not sure how that makes one product scarcer than another. And there was a big recall. uh, One of the popular ones like Similac, but not that one, recalled a bunch of their formula, and that took a big chunk of the market, out of the market, So, but anyway, but you're right. It could could be this lawsuit. I saw that that was filed yesterday. That's going to have some impact in the future, probably.
8: And I think, see, the small manufacturers are probably pulling out, you know, in anticipation, you know, so they can go bankrupt quick. And, of course, that's going to cause a, you know, a shortage. Now, I saw the president there on the farm saying how he was doing everything possible to make sure that we had a good, reasonably priced food supply and it was steady.
3: Enfamil is the one that's doing the recall, says Mm -hmm. Kevin.
8: Well, good. We can get uh, updated on that. Well, anyway, a little bit ago, I uh, signed a voucher for my one neighbor and several others did that said that this farmer did have crops in these particular fields last year. Now, that was so he could get $250 an acre for not planting anything there this year. Now, boy, that really ensures it, doesn't it? You still think they're not nuts? (laughs)
4: <laughs> Who in the heck is doing that, and what's that all well, about? Well, considering the Ukraine is not likely to be producing bumper wheat crops this year, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, what,
3: what's he growing, soybeans or corn, or what? what what's the crop? Corn. Corn, okay. Well, mm-hmm. you,
4: you can't
8: assume.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, we are capable of growing wheat and soybeans around here, and many other things.
8: Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the inflation, why didn't our president actually pour gasoline on an open fire when we didn't need another stimulus and he put it in there anyway then everybody stayed home from their job because well why should I? I'm getting paid should go to work Uh, I believe that kind of uh, fueled it a little bit didn't it? Okay
3: uh, hmm. right. to be continued thank you so much Lance thanks for calling in I have any more time? Uh, uh, you could if you have something quick to say, I guess go ahead uh, we're not.
8: I think when they uh, voted in the Senate on abortion, I think what we should have done, we have many, many volunteers in Heartbeat International that would do this to sit back there with her little swollen belly with a uh, stethoscope device that would pipe the heartbeat into the sound system. While we were doing
3: that, <laughs> there you go. Well, I think uh, Linda Schlego Culver had that idea, and so did Fred Keller when He was a state house member with this uh, vaginal ultrasound, where you would uh, place that this ultrasound wand in the woman's vagina so that you could get a clear ultrasound picture of the baby, and then the woman would have to look at the screen and acknowledge that she sees where the you know where this embryo or whatever it is at that stage is. She's got to acknowledge that she sees it, and then. Uh, then she has to wait 24 hours to, to mull it over. I, I so, don't
4: think you insert that. That's a topical solution that goes on top. No, of a the vaginal
3: skin. ultrasound. This is a separate one, this okay. is a, an internal device. Oh, okay. That's what they well, wanted women to have to
8: so go So that through. is
4: an invasive procedure. Right, absolutely.
8: No, I think that everyone in school should have to see that. I mean, see one of those on a screen and right. see all of the. Uh, videos and things that I have seen about uh, for real clinical, not clinical videos, of what an abortion is. Not just people going to see or to have an abortion, but folks who are going to Right.
3: Okay. Yeah, and we'll do like they did in *A Clockwork Orange*, the book, where they uh, prop your eyes open with those uh, little uh, devices. It's a, it was they were like little pliers that would hold your eyes open, <laughs> so you'd have to watch the video. He'd have to watch the ultraviolet on the video. That's great. <laughs> we should do that, Lance. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much for calling in. Much One appreciated. One of
4: our e- texter says that I interrupted you when you were about to state that the article in the Mo N Y T was hard to read because, and you interrupted him.
3: The well, Mo is. Part is, what were you about to is say the source Red, mobile me. so skip that there you go uh, I was going to say that the, the article on the inquiry is very hard to read it's just like the New York Times where they start out with uh, you know restating the base premise and then the lead and in, inject all the nuances I'll read it to you this is from the inquiry it is difficult
4: I thought you did read it no
3: no just <laughs> the highlights of it okay. my gosh uh, the this is Inquirer. the fallout from the discovery of a potential GOP ballot harvesting operation in South Philadelphia continued Tuesday as the two state party staffers lost their jobs, comma, the matter became fodder for attacks in the Republican Party for Governor, comma, and the lawmakers on both sides of the aisle jockeyed to define just what the situation said or didn't say, dash, about the security of voting by mail. Period. <laughs> Republican Party officials fired Seamus o. O'Donnell, uh, age 27, and C.J. Parker, both of whom had been affiliated. I did read that, uh, but anyway, it goes. It's just very difficult. I mean, they put in all the asides, and the backgrounds, and the implication in every sentence. It's hard to read for the radio. It's just the opposite of. Radio and I said copy. I
4: hoped they would be as aggressive in reporting the Democrats' malfeasance in this area. Right. Well, you just interrupt me all the time. That's your well, nature. You but that's me your too. nature. You just interrupted me. <laughs> Not like you do me. <laughs> Seriously, all right.
3: One of our good I listeners says, "I would never interrupt you." One of our good listeners says, "Don't let me says, stop
4: you from talking."
3: <laughs> Mark, flick yourself on the forehead. It's it's not Enfamil. It's Similac with the big recall.
2: Actually, I was going to interrupt you both and say that I, I wanted to correct myself. It's Similac, not Enfamil. So was, please,
3: flick Kevin on the yeah, forehead. Yeah, I'll take I'll, I'll take the I'll take the blame for with that. With something one. hard, <laughs> so he doesn't do it no, again. Just, just your finger. <laughs> all right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Stand by, Mike. We're coming right to you. <laughs> I was wonder where you're going. Yeah, with I was that, too. All <laughs> you know, related to ballot harvesting and Harvest Moon, which is Neil Young' ultra famous song, I think. Anyway, at least at our house. It's All right, super, and that's Neil strumming the guitar. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Mike, thanks for your patience. Uh, we really appreciate it. Go right ahead. You're
9: on the mark. Well, you're you're welcome, gentlemen. And I have to admit something. On Monday, I was ready to vote for Oz or uh, in the Republican primary for senator. Tuesday it was McCormick. Yesterday I came to the conclusion I was going to vote for Barnett. And uh, subsequent to that I made it public, uh, not only on your station, but on my Facebook page. And then I got a lot of information messaged to me from people. And essentially they were uh, questioning the credibility of uh, Barnett, Kathy Barnett. And uh, again, I take other people's opinions seriously. But then uh, my wife found uh, an article by Selena Zito. Uh, are either of you uh, people familiar with Selena Zito? <laughs>
3: no, I'm not. No, on. for whom does she work?
9: Well, she used to work for the, uh, I guess it was the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Is that the big one that was out there in Pittsburgh?
4: Yeah, well, in the uh, Pittsburgh Post Gazette at Trib Live, Tribune, Tribune Review.
9: I think it was a gazette. But anyway, she's a nationally known political figure, and she gained some fame during the 2016 election. Uh, And she was... I don't want to say she was supporting Trump, but what she did was she... uh, I think she gets credited for what they call the hidden Trump voter because when she does her journalistic work, she doesn't travel by airplane, and she doesn't use the interstate highway. She, She goes on the back roads... And she found all these people in Pennsylvania that, that, that the polls weren't finding. And she said, man, this Trump guy has a lot of support. But in any case, I've listened to Selena on the radio, and I've read her things, and I really respect her. And she just came out with this article titled, Who is Kathy Barnett? And Selena, who, again, I think she actually helped Trump a lot in that 2016 election, she wanted to interview uh, Barnett. And Barnett's uh, campaign said she was too busy. So Selena gave her six basic questions to be answered. That uh, Selena claims that basically any candidate will answer these questions. They're so simple. And the reply came, and this is, this is the, a quote, Kathy keeps her early life as private as possible, and I'm sure you can understand why. So she evaded all six questions and, and said that she was very busy and wouldn't answer it. So Selena said, in the title of her uh, article, "Who is Kathy Burnett?" She could be hiding everything, or she could be hiding nothing. And and I, I'll tell you what, I just I, I, I just don't know what to do. I've never had an election where I I can't decide who I want to vote for. And, I mean, I've never switched uh, basically four times in four days for a, you know a different uh, candidate. Have you seen the and debates? Pardon me?
3: Have you seen the Republican uh, uh, senatorial debates?
9: No, I haven't. Well, I have seen what uh, debates. Sometimes it was only a couple of people there, but mainly I've seen the TV commercials and I've seen an extended interview on uh, local TV with McCormick. And probably three times I've heard Kathy Barnett have a long conversation with the WLK uh, studio host up in Wooksbury. And honestly, the first two times I heard her, I said, you know, I think she's being evasive. That was my gut feeling. And I even, I even messaged the host, we're friends, and I said, next time you bring her on, talk to her that people think she's evasive. But that, that never came up. And, and to me, might, you know, what do they say? That your gut reaction sometimes <coughs> is right. And I, I just feel that she's being evasive, and she doesn't have to be. I think she could be honest. And uh, so anyway, that's all I wanted to say. Well, let me say two words. I was going to vote for Kathy Barnett, but all this information has come up, and uh, I'm questioning my judgment now.
4: Let me say two words to you, Dr. Oz. (laughs) <laughs> Jeez, no,
3: don't do that. That'd be a wasted vote. Listen, no, uh, it wouldn't be a wasted send vote. your email. Well, never mind. Scratch that. Go to WHTM TV's website. They have a political page that has the Republican primary uh debates that have happened. There's been several. Some were put on by PCN. One was put on by the Spotlight PA group, I believe. And uh, they have links to them, and they have the one I think they were associated with one, so the link is there to there. You can see her in action. And uh, I would certainly agree that she's evasive. She's very uh, outspoken. And um, I, I don't even know how to describe her. I didn't pay close enough attention to actually you know, tell you where she stands on an issue, more or less watching their demeanor. And Mastriano and Oz just kind of go at each other. Or I'm sorry, Oz and McCormick go at each other. And she just kind of tries to set herself apart. So, yeah, watch those. I think you'll find it telling. And please check back. Tell us how you're making out in this discernment. Uh, and I think, you know, when you hear the Club for Growth endorsing her, that doesn't necessarily mean that they think she'll be the best senator. They could be just dissing Oz or McCormick, you know, to you know try to pull their voters away. And
4: I repeat my advice, Dr. Oz. <laughs> right. That's right. There you go. Well, you, you are on the same page as
9: Selena Zito. That's exactly what she said. Oh, okay. And Joe, Joe I, I would... The, my, the first person I picked was Oz because I want to win. I want to win this election, and I, I felt that he was the most viable candidate to win. And then I questioned myself because I've never made a decision like that. I always voted for the person that I most associated with and felt was the best, you know, in the long run. And but now I'm going to have to maybe default back to that Oz. Just like you said. Well, check
3: her out. Keep us posted about your progress. There's others, too, so you have a couple choices to keep looking at. And you'll see them. All of them are at one or the other of the debates. I don't think all of them were at
4: any debates. There's so much negative campaign advertising going on, it's hard to find the positives about any of the candidates. All right. Thank you so much, Mike. Thanks for checking in. Okay. Really well, appreciate.
9: Barnett. Find the article; it's great. Right, yep, there. I right. have
3: it. I have it called up. I'll give it a look. Thank you. Yeah, it's in the Washington Examiner. She's a columnist. Her columns appear in the Washington Examiner. Uh, she's a Pittsburgh-based columnist for the Washington Examiner, according to their website. All right, we'll take a quickie break. We're getting close to an opportunity to talk to Scott McFarland, who is a CBS News congressional reporter. So we're going to talk to him about the U.S. Supreme Court uh, vote that was taken. The prospects for is any kind of a Supreme. Court or is, is I'm sorry is any kind of an abortion law uh, going to make it through uh, the Congress this year? I kind of don't think so, not with the uh, filibuster in place. But uh, we'll ask him that. So that's coming up at 9:40 this morning. So we'll take a quickie break. So we got that particular break out of the way, and then we'll talk to Scott for about 10 minutes. We will have a short segment of open phone. So line up there, 1-800-795-9565, and uh, we have a couple of texts and emails to look at as well. So we will be right back. Power and to the Power and to the yeah, the voters are the people. Yeah, we'll be talking to uh, Scott
4: McFarland shortly. Shortly. Joe, you got texts and emails of yes. plenty. One of our I'll read the text first. One of our texts says, laughing out loud, "Wolf using federal money to buy votes. Isn't that typical?" Another one referring to Tom. Actually, several leads are relating to Tom's call earlier. I understand Tom now. His retirement isn't based on anything in the stock market. (laughs) He feels left out. Right. Then uh, Tom has no answers to make things better, but he is a consumer of the mainstream media. And then uh, Tom's. Mainstream media. Mainstream media, I'm sorry. Tom, corporate leaders' job is to make a profit for their companies. If they don't, they're failing. I don't think Tom gets that. Uh, Tom, the radical left made up of uh, people like you is the problem. And then <laughs> continuing but Tom bashing. Oh, Tom, don't care about those other countries. I care about the USA, and Biden is in charge here, and his policies have made inflation worse. And finally, Tom, has any tax increase happened? Biden's tax increase is hitting everyone. The poor and the minorities are hit worse by Biden. What's Biden's tax increase? Inflation. Oh, I got you. Okay. Duh, <laughs> duh, duh, no, duh.
3: Right. Okay, sorry. (laughs) All right. We have asked for and received an opportunity to talk to Scott McFarland, who's a congressional reporter for CBS News, a wide range of experience in and around Washington, D.C., and we're glad to say a graduate of the Newhouse School of Journalism at Syracuse University. He's one of the Orange Men. Thank you, Scott. Thanks for calling in today. Yes, thank you, sir.
0: I'll give you twenty minutes on Syracuse, basketball, <laughs> two house, or otherwise. <laughs>
3: well, our 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 engineer, if he had known that, who uh, called you, if he'd known that, he would have uh, bent your ear a little bit. But Joe and I, not so much. Although Joe is wearing an orange shirt today, I am. so <laughs> <laughs> in <mean>, your <laughs> honors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we appreciate that. Okay, so we had the vote yesterday in the U.S. Uh, Senate, and this can't pass. So, is there any way that Democrats can get any sort of an abortion bill through? Now, if they can't do, can't get this procedural vote done, does that kill the idea of any bill making it through?
7: Absolutely zero chance of getting an abortion rights bill through this Congress, this U.S. Senate, and likely in future Senates, no matter which party controls it. You need 60 votes to do anything in the U.S. Senate of consequence, and there just are not 60 votes for anything, anything close to the divisiveness And political toxicity of abortion rights.
3: What about at this time next year, Republicans may be in charge of both the Senate and the House, depending upon how things go. uh, Would they be able to get an abortion ban through?
7: Where are they getting the 60th vote? That's something that's come up in conversation over the last few days. So I'm glad you asked the question, because Senator McConnell the Republican leader mentioned in a weekend interview with USA Today that there'd be this possibility, a possibility of a tighter restriction on abortion rights, or perhaps a nationwide ban, but the same dynamic that is handcuffing Democrats here would, demo, would handcuff a Republican majority. They just don't have 60 votes, and there's just not a bridge across the parties on abortion rights. Not at this moment in time, likely not in the near future, but that being said, they can't pass small things right now because of that 60 vote threshold and other important matters like covid relief the biden administration is all but begging the congress to approve billions of dollars for covid treatments therapeutics vaccines and that can't get passed it's a real blockade in the u.s senate somewhat by design but we're feeling it right now
4: in terms of monetary expenditures, you know, the Biden administration has been throwing a lot of money against the wall, hoping something will stick. Uh, how much longer can, uh, and in your sense, uh, can the Congress keep on spending money that we don't have?
7: It's harder and harder for the Biden administration to get the approval and the political muscle behind those requests than it was when the Biden administration began. And that's likely because of, if not mostly because of inflation where there's a concern that throwing more federal money at anything is going to further infuse inflation with a problematic dynamic. and That's one of the reasons why that proposal you heard a little bit about earlier this spring about relieving college debt or college loan payments fell out of favor quickly because of the criticism from both parties that it might further spiral inflation.
4: Well, from the congressional standpoint and you in you, your coverage down there, is there any movement at all uh, for any kind of bipartisan work on anything? Yes,
7: there is bipartisan um, agreement that something needs to be done about the border crisis. There are Democrats and Republicans who are concerned about Title 42, that COVID era restriction on migration being lifted in a couple of weeks. Um There's likely to be some movement from both parties to do something about that, to calibrate policies and restrictions at the border. But that's a heavy lift, too. In a midterm election year, everything is a heavy lift, and bipartisan agreements will get uh, uh, fewer and further between uh, as we get closer to the election day.
3: No, we had a great conversation yesterday on this show with uh, people in our audience about a lack of uh, confident, confidence in the courts and lacking in confidence because it can just swing by the political winds. Is this why we have such little confidence in the U.S. Congress and and why, you know, we, we almost have to, to do something to fix it, you know, maybe change the Constitution or something? Or as you alluded, this is all by design. This is like an ideal outcome. Come this, impasse.
7: this type of high threshold and slow movement in the U.S. Senate was by design. This is how the, the system was devised. It's supposed to be the cooling saucer, the more deliberative body that has a harder and harder time getting things done during polarized moments because it's supposed to move with the will of the people. But the court, <laughs> glad you brought that up, the court is having an unprecedented moment, perhaps not by design where things are leaking out, where there's a request pending from the governors of Maryland and Virginia to get the Justice Department to secure the homes of Supreme Court justices due to protests and security threats. There's an eight-foot metal fence around the Supreme Court this morning. It's like an encampment because of the security concerns and the fact that the court is leaking isn't helping things. That's not by design. That's a problem. It's going to be a problem for the near future.
4: Well, when Congress uh, gets down to work on this bipartisan issue that you think is possible with the border, are they going to, in your opinion, is there a a sense that they are going to address it in totality or that they're going to try and cobble something together that will alleviate part of the problem temporarily? the, The latter.
7: There's no appetite or potential for a sweeping new immigration law like there was in 1986. What they'll do is try to patch the issues as they come up. There's not much more work Congress is going to get done. We're in the spring of a midterm election year. They're nearly finished.
3: Is there anything that uh, voters should keep in mind? We're going to send a U.S. senator into the sausage plate or the uh, saucer uh, in the uh, months ahead. We'll have a primary next week and then the general election in the fall. We're going to send a senator to Washington. Should we look for something in a U.S. Senate candidate in Pennsylvania that would help in Congress?
7: The ability to work? With the other party There are only six senators in America Pennsylvania has one of them But six senators in America Who represent states that voted the other party In the presidential election That's obviously Senator Toomey in Pennsylvania's case Looking for this very small number of senators Who have the potential to work with the other party That so the Senate is, thrives upon That's what so fuels and drives the Senate it Should be part of the process voters consider When they go to the primary ballots
3: well, unfortunately, reasonable, common-sense candidates don't often emerge from some of these primaries that we have here in the heart of Pennsylvania. So, uh, yeah,
4: I'm not hopeful there. Joe. Ta- talking about the leadership of both the House and the Senate, um, do you see any changes? I mean, is there a sense from, from your reporting that um, should the election go against the Democrats, the midterms, that Nancy Pelosi and or Chuck Schumer might be in trouble?
7: No, they're locked in. Same leadership for the next Congress.
4: All right. Wow, uh, that surprises me. Why, why do you say that? Are you hearing from members that they're that fond of their leadership?
7: I think ultimately, the leadership is so entrenched, and it's so um, it so has the fervor of, of, of the rank and file. They're not moving.
3: All right. Any good observations you wish to pass along? Maybe we didn't ask a question that alluded to it so that uh, we uh, have more information in our belts here to digest as we talk about the U.S. Congress or the Senate.
7: I think ultimately uh, the country is watching your primary. The country is watching the Commonwealth to see how Democrats pick a candidate, to see who the Republicans choose in this multifaceted primary It's a barometer of America. Pennsylvania's politics tend to be. It's it's representative of of America. It's why so many races are so close. Let's see what the primary voters decide. It may be emblematic of what's going to happen or indicative of what's going to happen between now and November.
3: Well, we have the very definition of machinations underway right now with uh, individual candidates dropping out, endorsing another, and groups supporting one so that they diss another. It's and negative
4: ads <laughs> running well, yeah, that's morning, a, noon, and
3: night. That's, that's, <laughs> that's how it works. Thank you so much, Scott. Yes, thanks Scott, for thanks. the information and the analysis. Very much appreciated.
4: Anytime. Hope to talk to you again. Take care, sir.
3: That is uh, Scott McFarland, CBS News congressional correspondent on the newsline talking about, of course, a, uh, would you call it dysfunctional? He says that's its function is to not... To be dysfunctional. Right, is to <laughs> not to, you know, to not be able to progress when we're so divided. So I think, uh, hmm, okay. It, he's, he's not the
4: feel-good correspondent of the year, well, I, I'll tell I thought you that. it was interesting that he said that uh, we should look for somebody who can walk, work across the aisle. But, you know, I don't think the president has exhibited any inclination to work across the aisle. No, I may have when he first came in, but, uh,
3: you know, if you're going to use the catchphrase ultra MAGA in your briefings, I think you're going to lose the other side pretty fast. All right. To be continued, folks, call us now your view on what maybe what Scott had to say, or we had a good discussion going about who's responsible for what's going on in the U.S. right now. Uh, Kathy Barnett getting a lot of uh, talked-about support, but uh, the more informed voters get, maybe the less they like her, but remember Club for Growth isn't endorsing her because they like her, it's because they just want to pull votes from Oz. That's Lawrence's
4: worthless opinion. And uh, Doug Mastriano being talked about today as they try to coalesce around Lou Barletta. Remember the old saying, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Right, exactly, exactly. (laughs) So, yeah, that's why we call it machinations, because there's a lot of moving parts
3: here. But the voters have the final say. And, uh, you know, I, I I feel bad for Republican voters who might be undecided and don't have a lot of time to, you know, bone up on these topics and study the kind of things you and I do. Because there's, uh, there's, uh, there's a lot of moving parts to it. And I think there's a lot to say about some of these candidates. And there probably is a common sense listening. You know, there probably is a Pat Toomey in there somewhere. But uh, we may never know. All right, 1-800. 107959565 is our telephone number. Email on the market@kk.com. We're up to speed on the texts. We'll be
2: right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. I'm I'm sorry, it's man. all your fault. It's all your oh, fault. You guys need new headphones.
4: Uh, actually, no, actually, you need to stop using hard rock music that well, we can't uh, understand the lyrics of. <laughs> that hard
2: rock music, I can't understand
4: it. Joe's hearing is shot. You forget, we're Waldorf and Butler, whatever his name is. Waldorf. <laughs> what, well, is what is her name? Waldorf, Waldorf is one of them. Uh, but not Butler Stadler. Stadler, Stadler and right. I have it written down here.
2: Stadler and Waldorf.
4: <laughs> yeah, you're Waldorf. We you don't even I'm know who Stabler. we are. <laughs> <laughs> we know who I know, who but you we know are. who's on the line, and it's yeah, Dan from yeah. Mifflinburg. You're on
3: the mark, buddy. Thank you, Dan. Thanks hey, good for calling. Morning.
6: Why, uh, you know, to my friend Mike from Bloomsburg, I heard Kathy talk for one hour on one of the local radio stations, and she was. I didn't find her evasive at all. She answered every question. So I still endorse Kathy for senator. And wouldn't it be nice that the liberal media could say, well, Pennsylvania elected their first black senator in the future. Wouldn't that be nice to hear the left-wing media say that? They'd be so proud.
3: Well, Fox could say it, too, if they wanted to.
6: Amen. But wouldn't it be nice to hear the left-wing media be so happy that we're so, we're more enlightened? Us poor, as uh, one caller said, Luddites, we're, so, we're more enlightened than they thought we were.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: And i yeah, I'm Kathy all the way. I have... Question: who I'd vote for from the first time I heard her speak. And I had, I just got the, like uh, our friend Joseph said, I had the feeling and the spirit that she's the real deal. And I just got, uh, last week, I just got another snake oil letter from your friend Dr. Oz, trying to sell me some more snake oil.
4: He's talking to you, Well, you, you know, Joe. you know, I had this, the spirit told me to vote for Dr. Oz. So when spirit's lying to one of us. <laughs> oh, brother. You, you
6: know what? You better be careful which spirit's talking to you there. <laughs> I there, was about to say the same friend. to you. <laughs> and uh, what do you think of Dr. Oz selling snake oil all the time? To this day, I just got another card from him last week. Lying, lying.
4: Well, how'd he lie? What did what lie did he say?
6: Male, he, <laughs> well, he promised male enhancement.
4: Huh? And not oh, of your Abby. waistline.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
6: and I, that burns me. You know, if you can lie like that, well, you know, it, 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 it gripes me that he would be out there selling that snake oil yet.
3: Are you sure that's real? Somebody sent it out on his behalf to make it look like he's still hawking products? I don't I think I he's hawking. I have
6: it here. You know, I can send it down to the station if you'd like to see it. I didn't tear it up. The first one I got, I tore up. I thought, what a liar. You know, the vanity of us men, if someone would make a product like that well. it would work, He'd be, he'd be a billionaire overnight. But uh, I have it here if you'd like. No, oh, hold I'd on. get like to
4: see it? Send it to us. We'd like. Can you scan right, it and send I'll, it to
6: us? I'll mail it out. I'll get it in the mail.
4: Post
3: Office Box 1070 Sunbury 17801. <laughs>
6: Okay. Post office box 1070.
3: Yep, 17801.
4: And now does it okay. say Dr. Oz is recommending mail enhancement products and he's offering to sell them to you to finance his campaign?
6: No, no, not that. Not
4: the, it's unrelated, Joe. Come on. But I think he somebody's... Wants
6: to, it's, it don't matter that he, he he's doing it. He's saying something that isn't true. And right. we all know that there's no product. In the whole world, that can do what he says
3: it does. Okay, it's, I think it's he's doing. A, uh, what does he say it do? <laughs> he's doing a John Showers postcard from Florida. Somebody's doing that on on his behalf. Yeah, I think so. Or against him? Against him, right?
6: Yeah, I don't think I think he's uh, still out making money on on snake oil.
3: Well, he's some he's campaigning all over Pennsylvania every day, so he's not really doing much else other than that at the moment, at this exact moment.
4: and he's had a lot of contributors. I don't think he needs to sell mail enhancement products to make money. He's a gloncillonaire yeah, well, by whatever,
6: himself. them guys what, what happens with you when you become a millionaire, what's your goal? Earn the next million, when you're in that category, there's never enough money. you'll never be satisfied. With the first, second, third, you'll just keep going on. Right. That
4: sounds like a description of the people who would buy the product you're saying he's offering.
3: Yeah, Dan, what is the one thing a billionaire can never have? Enough money. Enough. That's right. Well yeah. said. Thank you so yeah, much,
4: Dan. Fun. Thanks for calling Guys, have in. Nice, Dan. Time.
6: Great time off.
4: All right. We'll see you later, All man. Right, Thanks thank for calling. Yeah. yeah, have a great time off. you get got a three-day weekend. Three-day weekend, yep. <laughs> you darn retiree, you. Yeah, well, what the heck. You can go ha- home. I'm going to go home and read my Dr. Oz mail. It sounds like it's getting interesting. Go count, count your long <laughs> Uh Tomorrow, Ben Reikley will be in,
3: and uh, we have Joanne Stair, the political candidate. It's on tomorrow morning at 830, Republican in the 107th District. This is WKOK Sunbury.